I do like the sound of that. I do too. <laughs> Hi. Hello and welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. We are back. We are back. It's Saturday, March the 20th, 2021. Hope you all had a good St. Patrick's Day. Okay, let me just be honest. I completely forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. My sister came to work with some green pants on top of You don't have green on them. Don't tell me it's in your underwear because I won't pinch you. <laughs> I ain't got a lick of green on. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day did shit for me. <laughs> So no, I did nothing for St. Patrick's Day. And I know in, in Columbia, they didn't even have a big event this year, did they? Or it will be this uh, weekend. The, uh, I, you know, I hadn't heard anything about it. It might be, okay. but it might be scaled down, but I don't even know. They're probably, they're probably that's nothing that I keep up with. Like you said, well, that's just not our holiday. Yes. The little white that I have in me, I don't count because it does, it does me no good. So... <laughs> So I like those people talking about I'm Irish and I'm French. I'm like, ah, oh, you look yeah. black and the white don't do nothing and for you. It doesn't so. count. No, we don't count it. We don't count it a bit. Yeah, you don't count a bit. All right. Ooh, let's get into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I am going to kick it off with redistricting because Jabisa's is very good. So mine's going to be short and quick and sweet. <laughs> so we decided um, last week that we would look up like redistricting and what that meant versus gerrymandering. So my piece was the redistricting side. So redistricting members of Congress, state legislators, county and municipal offices are elected by voters grouped into district. But populations within these districts change. Um, So every 10 years when the census is completed, the district lines are redrawn based on the where the population is now. And that's just that. There's no funny business. It's just fact. We're drawing the lines based on how many people live in, in the lines. And that's just it. The part that gets tricky is the part that Jabez is going to talk about uh, called gerrymandering. gerrymandering. Jabisa, take it away. Well, thank you very much. Let me back it up because one of the things, and you've worked with the census as well, and my and my daughter, my oldest worked with the census as well this year. When they talk about your your count really matters, the count really matters. And when those when people are working the census and they're trying to count every American, um, you know, it's not just this this count, but this count has an effect on our political system. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and Tracy's absolutely right. It just basically says how many people are living in an area. And based on that, they can determine your Senate stays the same each is this right tracy i want to say is there only so many each state has the same number of congressmen senators senators i mean each state has two senators senators. but the representatives vary based on the population Population. and Mm -hmm. so that's why that's really important that they count and 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 we're just learning a whole bunch about our american government doing this whole process yes (laughs) so but gerrymandering is 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 um, I had to watch a couple of videos. I had to do a lot of read up on it. But what gerrymandering is in a nutshell is being able to cheat. Gerrymandering is when you have a district in which you have red and blue, you have the majority of people are blue, but they have rearranged the lines so that red wins. 
that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> that really is what it is. And, you know, if you look it up, you know, and I looked it up and this is um, Wikipedia's version and I did simple explanation of gerrymandering because there's a lot of explanations and it gets quite complicated and there's different ways of doing it. There's like two or three ways of gerrymandering, but that's what it comes down to. But it says when a political group tries to change a voting district to create a result that helps them or hurts the group who, who is against them which is cheating. Right, that's cheating. That's, that's cheating. So gerrymandering is really cheating. And that and that's what has happened um, in various districts in the United States at various times is, is that gerrymandering has been done in, um, in favor of the Republicans. Even yes. though there, there are more Democratic voters in that area, they, they shifted it around so that the Republicans end up winning. Mm -hmm. that, that's it in a nutshell. Um, so one of the things that Tracy and I are learning as we are doing this and we're doing the research is that guys, you, you've got to pay attention to what's going on in our political system. And, right. and I think for, for many of us, I know for Tracy and myself, Trump was a huge wake up call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I trust that you were doing the right thing when you run uh -huh. the government, you know, I believed in you, mm -hmm. you know, Clinton, yeah, Obama, yeah. yeah. But Trump was like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> And, and, it, and it makes me pay attention to Biden. And, and, yeah. and not that I, I distrust Biden by, by no means, but as a citizen, we should really be more attentive to what's going on in our government. So leading into that, um, we're going to talk about filibuster next time because filibuster is really deep. It's yes. filibuster is a really good one too. So we'll, mm -hmm. come to that. we'll come back to that next time. But what we, we are going to move to is the voting rights. Yes. And so Tracy's going to talk about the John Lewis bill. Yep. So the John Lewis voting rights Advancement Act is what it's called, what is the name of it is in S.4263 is, I guess, what the number is on the bill itself. It was introduced by Senator Patrick Leahy in July 2020. I imagine after because John Lewis died in July last year. So I imagine that's when it was um, introduced um, in memory of him or just to because he passed away maybe he thought that he could get you know while people were having a soft spot he could get that through not nah. so the um what what it it tried this is like dumbed down it's not all the big words that are in the actual bill but the premise of the john lewis bill is to restrict partisan gerrymandering stop voter suppression automatically register eligible voters same day registration limit states' ability to purge voters, voters from rolls, allow 15-day early voting, I'm a big fan of that, allow no excuse absentee ballots, fan of that also, and force candidates to disclose contribution sources. I think that's to keep them from being crooked. But the reason for this, um, the reason that we're having to do this, because you know there is a Voting Rights Act bill that's already on the books. However, in 2013, I forget 2013. that year. 2013, the Supreme Court gutted that bill because they naively thought that it wasn't necessary <laughs> to have all that stuff in there because all we're right, all all right. yeah. everybody's got the right to vote. No one's going to put up any barriers to you getting to the ballot. Clearly, the Supreme Court made a mistake. And those are, and those are the smart people. Those are educated people. Yeah. They got it wrong. So... Prayerfully, now uh, it was passed by the House on Wednesday, March 3rd of this year. 
Um, and Jabez and I were wondering, like, where it is, because she looked up some bills that are going on right now. She doesn't even see that. So I'm hoping it's just further in the pipeline <laughs> <laughs> and that it doesn't just kind of wallow out there and then disappear, you know, go away. <laughs> And that happens to many bills, though. Remember, yeah. I'm just a bill, which I'm going to have to go back and watch. Yes. <laughs> now, we're dating ourselves, but y'all remember Schoolhouse Rock? Let Love me tell that. you, they need to bring those things back. Those were really great. They were really good. Videos. And you know what? Because I was such a progressive mom, I got all those things on VHS tape <laughs> that we can't watch anymore. <laughs> I got to look and see if they have them on DVDs. That's what I'm going to order for my grands, my great-grands, because I think that's just classic. It is. And, and it's a great, but I need to go back and look because they, they do go through the process. But what mm -hmm. I discovered in the, in the process of looking for that bill is there are 15 bills that are um, on the table in regards to voting right now. And so they are, the 15 include those that are, are being proposed by House Representative members, they're being proposed by senators, and then there's um, procedural ones as well. I think that's right. Resolutions, resolutions is what it is. So there's there's 15 bills, resolutions that are being put out there and they vary. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of them are, are and, and, and what I'm realizing is that the Senate and the House do a lot of um, redundant work. They kind of create the same things and I guess they come to a compromise and make them one bill, but that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, other 15, um, there's one bill that is being um, put out there to suggest to vote to lower the voting age to 16, which I personally think is a mistake. Um, yep. <laughs> or maybe not, because then your kids should really vote with the way that you vote. So maybe that's not a bad idea. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's another one that wants to repeal the voting rights, um, the 23rd Amendment, which, excuse me, I didn't know was an amendment. Um, I didn't know what the 23rd Amendment was, but the 23rd Amendment allows the, the citizens of the District of Columbia to vote for the president and vice president. And so there's somebody who wants to repeal that one. And of course, it's a Republican from South Dakota. And I thought that was really interesting. But all of these, many of the measures that are being in place by the states to restrict voting rights, what they're trying to do is they're trying to limit the mail-in voting access um, they're trying to impose strict voter ID requirements. Um, they're trying to limit to limit um, pro vote registration policies, which I think is crazy. You should want everybody to vote, but apparently you don't. No, and, you don't. If you want to do your own thing and want to, never mind. Sorry. Okay. No, <laughs> you come back to that. And then there's um, there all there's also an effort to aggressively purge the voting rolls. So. Um, so you have a, we have a lot going on with voting and, and we need to pay attention to what's going on and we need to um, contact our representatives to let them know where we stand as citizens. Because if we don't, those things will change and it will become harder to vote. I read, and I can't tell you who it was, I wish I would have voted down, but there was a senator from, uh, there was a, 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 a politician, I don't know what he was, he was a politician, he was a Republican politician whose words were not everybody should be able to vote. And he said that the Republicans were concerned about the quality of vote, quality, I put that in quote, quality of vote, mm -hmm. as opposed to the quantity, where mm -hmm. he said the um, Democrats were concerned about the quantity of vote voters. Everybody should be able to vote. Exactly. There is no, there is no such thing as quality of voter because it is a freaking vote. It's not a slice, it's not a meat, 
it's not a quality of material. It's a right that everybody has. Just because you don't like the way people use their votes does not give you the right to take away that right because you're they're not doing what you want them to do. But that you know, is suppression, suppression, suppression. And in 2021, oh, 50 years after, more than 50 years after the Voting Rights um, Act originally, we're still dealing with this. I mean, is this country, we're just not getting, like learning from the past is clearly not something that we have not mastered. Oh no, we haven't learned from the past. But really, you know, the quality of the voter really is an, is, is a a a um a metaphor for the quality of the person. <laughs> so it's not the person exactly. It's or the, the color, color of the person. The color of the person, yes. If we want to break it down, it, it comes down to the color. Voting, remember, voting in the United States was white males with money. Yep. Poor white people couldn't vote. That's women correct. Couldn't vote. Right. It took and until the 1920s before women could vote. It took until the 1960s before black men and black women could vote. Right. You know, we are in the last of the, of, of the totem pole of people to vote. I think, I think Native Americans, it took a while before they could vote as well. Mm -hmm. um, something else that someone was telling me, I want to say it was, I don't know if it was you, I don't think it was you, Tracy, but they were talking about the, the importance of the black male vote. You know, we put a lot of- yeah, That was me. That was you. That was talking about yep. black male vote. Exactly. Yes. Put a lot of emphasis on black and black women will vote. That's not even a, yes. you know, I think because we were the last of everybody to be able to vote. It's like, okay, right. we were the last, but we're going to go ahead because we're, we're going to run with it. Right. But um, the, the, um, the black male vote is, is tremendously is important mm -hmm. as well. Very important. Yes. So, so we've shared this information. We'll be back with some more. Um, you know, we'll kind of keep you up to date because, oh my God, Tracy, we talked about this. Remember when we had Tom Joyner and Tavis Smiley and yes. the community on Black Radio that we know yes. we have. Mm -hmm. And they were yeah. our advocates. They were our informers of what was going on in addition to making us laugh. Yes. They kept us informed on current events and things that were significant and mattered as and not just this gossip that we hear nowadays. Mm -hmm. And I so miss that. Miss I, I, know, that I, mean, that. I, I do. I, I wish... Tom Joyner retired. I'm not mad at him for that. I don't know what Tavis Smiley's doing, but nobody else has mm -hmm. kind of picked up that role in on um, radio and and carried that torch of being um, a beacon of information, so that as so that we can all hear the same thing. And I'm not on Facebook. Yeah, a lot of information is passed through Facebook, and sometimes not always correct. Which lets me say this. Let me go. That's back. right. Things that I am getting, I'm mm -hmm. getting from the Brennan Center. I'm getting from Government Tracks USA, um, some from mm -hmm. Wikipedia, um, PBS mm -hmm. News. So I am not, mm -hmm. once again, using Facebook as a resource because I don't have it. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not using it as a resource because I don't have it and I don't trust it. So, so. And, 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 and the information is out there, guys. You know, you have to look now. I, I'll be honest. We, yep. we're, we're looking and we're researching and reading and writing and watching videos and things like that just to try right. to condense what we learn. Right. But it's definitely out there. But please take advantage of that. But we, we've got to be vigilant. Vigilant. Am I saying that right? Yeah, vigilant. <laughs> vigilant. Yes. So we don't put our guards down. You know, we're, we haven't made it to the to the promised land. Mm -mm. Um, there's still a lot of work to do. All we those have not. So lots, lots and lots, lots of work to do. All right. So yes. I'm going to switch to gossip. Can we go to gossip yet? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll so, ask them about. Um, real quick on Megan. Is it Megan Merkle? Am yeah. I saying that right? So Tracy Megan Markle, I think. Markle, Tracy called me. She was very sympathetic to Megan. I was. <laughs> I was sympathetic to her plight until Jabisa straightened me right on out. <laughs> I, I just just we're gonna give her Oprah gave her two Oprah gave her one hour and fifty-five minutes too much time. Um <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> I don't know what she said. I wasn't listening to that. My husband was watching it. He was all into it. But this is my, my summary. Clearly, although her mother is Black and she has Black relatives, she's been living a life as a white woman. I'm not mad at her for that. But the discovery or the, the, um, the um, experience of a Black woman has been, I guess, traumatizing to her. Yes. <laughs> and I'm watching this talking about every other Black woman in America talking, ain't this a blimp? This chick over here crying because she done somebody done point out to her that she black like this is news. <laughs> Everybody else would have been like, "What is it? What is the husband's name?" Harry. Harry. Talking about Harry, it's all right, baby. Mm-hmm. I got this. This has been my whole life. Mm-hmm. Harry. Mm-hmm. Harry probably upset for me. Talking about it's okay. It's all right. In fact, we're gonna do a. I ain't got to leave the. I need some psych help, Harry. Let's just call. We're gonna do a. We're gonna do a virtual. Why could she not do a virtual call? If she needed psychiatric help, why could talk about what why you got the lead? This is 2021. <laughs> <laughs> zooming that chick or zooming that man. I, I, so that was one hour and 55 minutes too much time was given to that. So that that's my that's my assessment. You know, I, I, yes, I, I yes, wish you this well. Is, this is the virtual way. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you well. I don't understand why you was worried about them people questioning the color of your child because everybody was wondering it. Your mama was wondering it. I know I was. It's going to be dark. He looked white, so I don't understand why you even worried about it. And the next one will look white too, so keep it rolling. I, I waste Exactly. Waste and yep, and so what little sympathy, well, what sympathy that I had for her, Jabisa has squashed to the ground. It's gone. <laughs> it's completely gone because as soon as the heat is off, as soon as it's over, she will go back to she resumed life as a white woman because first she's doing it again in the States where she had done it, you know, all her life. And so he won't be on her as much here as it was over there. So as soon as this passes, you know, she just wanted to get her side of things out. And as soon as it's over, because, you know, the news cycle is short. Yeah. Then she will go back to being, being white. So, yeah. So all of our tears and not tears, I wasn't crying, but all of our sympathies, you know, for her and oh, poor thing. Yep, it's over. Yeah, I was over that. I was like, too much time. I put her right there with um with Tiger. She gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiger gonna be all right. But she you know what? Tiger has not come crawling. Tiger has not come. He's never said, you know, that he was like nothing. And he's had some crappy things happen to him in his life, but none of it has been so bad for him to where he has had to claim his black heritage. Tiger said, I am holding fast. I am not black. <laughs> it's worked for him. I'm not mad. I am not mad at Tiger. I can't. I can't. I, you know what? I'm not mad. Who would? Each his own. That's the beauty of this country. You do you. You. At the end of the day, you're exactly right. Um, you do you. You do you. Of course, we, we would, you know, yeah. we have to speak on the Asian community, what's happened. That That's an awful thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you pointed out something, Tracy, in regards to it was what Deputy Baker Mm-hmm. The, the spokesperson what did the spokesperson do 
he, well, he really hacked me off when he was speaking about the suspect, white, 21-year-old white guy. When he, you know, was reporting what had happened, my interpretation of what I saw in the video, and I encourage everyone to watch it for yourselves and draw your own conclusion, but what Tracy saw was this man being not sympathetic, empathetic. He felt what the young man told him, what the suspect told him, you know, things had been going bad. He was at the end of the rope and he just had a really bad day. And Sergeant Baker was saying that to the reporters, he was empathetic, his voice, like he felt so bad for the guy. Like he totally understood. And the way he was saying it was like, he really just, you know, hated that we have to take him to jail. He didn't say this, this is me, my interpretation, but I hate that we have to take him to jail. I just wish we could just take him home so he could take a nap, get something to eat, take a bath and just think about what he's done. In no way did he say anything about the actual victims. This guy's bad day caused eight people to stop breathing forever. He had, he gave a permanent solution to a temporary problem whatever his issues were his sex addiction which i think is bull is purely racist having a bad day we all have them if yeah. everybody who had a bad day killed somebody how the world's population would just shrink by a, a, a lot <laughs> but and that's not an excuse but he was giving him an excuse it's they have a hard time. White society has a hard time reckoning with the fact that a lot of them are evil and there's evil in every race. There, there's evil everywhere, but they cannot face their evils. And they always give it an excuse because had that suspect, had that perpetrator been any other race, that man would have read the statement as is with no emotion in his voice. He would have read it like he was reading a Vinoam, period, have a good day. Yeah. But he was really trying to convince his listeners that this isn't a bad guy. He's just having a tough time, had a bad day, killed some people, but that's irrelevant. Yeah. I like how you said that that they it, it's a it's a a lack of acknowledgement that a white person can do something horrific. Right. Know? And so there's an excuse. And the fact that you want to say it wasn't it wasn't um, racially related is, you know, it, how do you kill six Asians and two white people and say it wasn't racially, there was no race involved in, in the shooting that, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, now if he had killed two whites, two blacks, two Asians, two Latinos, I was like, oh, he's a, he's a you know, he, he's gonna go across the board. Mm -hmm. But he's an equal opportunity terrorist. But he was very purposeful and 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 I and I'm just throwing this out there. I think the two white people just happen to be in a way. And, you know, they just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time because I yeah, think that's right. Was the places right. he was going were were um, primarily the the most of the workers I imagine were Asian. He did not go to these white owned places. He went to the ones that were, were where the workers were Asian. So yeah, race is, is clearly a factor. You know, it's clearly a factor. So it's so my um my sympathies to that to that community um as well, because we've been there. We've been there more than one time. We've been mm -hmm. there times where we Yes, were. we're always there. They're gonna be there again, we're gonna be there again, brown people are gonna be there again. Yeah. This is just, you know, 
another day in the saga. It's going to happen again. We're all going to, you know, they're gonna, all the white people are going to say hopes and prayers are with you. We're, you know, we're sorry and stuff. And it's going to just happen again, happen again. Different people, new victims happen again, happen again, because it's, like Jabisa said, it has to be a, a, a change in like policy for these things to, to stop, cease to happen. Yeah, it has to right. be a, a real change in policy. And that's, that's not there yet. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but that's not there yet. And then the last Well, hopefully it'll come. I prayerfully in my lifetime, maybe we'll be really old women when it happens, but hopefully we'll live to see the day. Okay, first of all, I'm never going to be an old woman. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> okay, me, you know what? me either. I take it back. That's right. We ain't never gonna be old women. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do one more pivot. Um, the the vaccination in the black community. Um, you know, it's funny you hear different mm-hmm. things on the news. You know, black people don't want to get the vaccine. They don't trust the government, and, and all that's true. And you know, there, there's a lot of truth to that. But there is also what I'm realizing is that you know. The, the hindrance for black folks getting a vaccine is really the availability of it. You know, whether it's available like, like they can, like it's here or it's available where they can get to it. And so I say mm-hmm. that um, my oldest went and she got her, her um, shot and she went to a, a black community to the church. And there was lines of people, lines of black people there to get the shot. Mm-hmm. And these are people who probably couldn't go to a DHEC site because of, of a lack of transportation. Um, or they couldn't go to another site because um, lack of transportation or time or maybe the hours in which they worked. But it was there easily available for them so they were able to go. So I think there's a real big misconception about that. And then the other thing I was reading, mm-hmm. something that I knew from my own experience and in the article really was great in articulating the reasons behind it. What they said, which is true, black folks have not been pushing for these children to go to school. Mm-hmm. While white people are like, send my child to school, my my child needs to be in school. Black parents are sitting there telling, mm, we can do this at home. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, in talking to my my youngest daughter, she's in high school and she's in a public school, and so they're doing what they call dual modality. So. For those students who are home, the teacher has a computer on. And so she can see the class from time to time. And she says, when she looks at the class, most of the people who are actually physically in the building are white. Mm-hmm. And in conversations with a couple of parents, by no means, I haven't you know, surveyed a lot of parents, but the two or three parents that I know, their children are also at home. And in an article, it talked about, which is true, the things that I hadn't thought about, but I, I knew this in my home, the risk. Like we are still close to my my parents. The idea of not seeing my parents for a whole year is just ludicrous. I couldn't think of doing that. So we were doing precautions so that we could see my parents. And one of the things that we had made as a family is that my daughter would stay home so that we could see my parents and we would not put them and put their health in danger. Um, And I think you you have a lot of multi-generational households um, and the fear of you sending your child to school and then bringing something back is very much um, a legitimate fear because it can happen. In South Carolina, our numbers went down. They're slowly starting to creep up. Um, whatever mass mandate that was um, issued by the state government has been lifted. Our, our um, city government still requires masks, but I don't know about you, Tracy, but I know the more, whenever I'm out, I just see more and more people not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know the numbers are going to start going back up again. Yep. And you know you got, you got variants out there at the same time. So 
you know, I thought it was interesting when I read that article. And in fact, I was talking to another um, um, a librarian at another school and she said about a hundred of their students and she's at an all black school. I think she says there's one student that may be white and she wasn't sure, but I thought that was hilarious. But A <laughs> hundred uh, and they have a small population. So half of the population is staying home. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that push for that push for in school learning is that push by white people. That's not a push by black people. Our, we are yeah. not, we are not pressed to send our kids into a, a petri dish of germs and to bring them home. Right. So. Yep. To an environment that doesn't look out for their education in the first place. So you know if they add the health aspect. the element of their health and well-being to that, that's just another thing for them not to look out for our babies about. So no, we're not gonna hurry that along. No, we're not. We're not. You know, I've been fortunate that we've knocked on wood and everyone in, a, in our home has been healthy and, and well, all things considered. Um, but still in all, we don't want to risk it. And, mm -hmm. so, and I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to not necessarily be in the classrooms as much. I'm having to go in there now, but for a period of time, I did not. And I was so grateful for that. Incredibly grateful for that. All right. Oh, my gosh. Look at our time. What do we yep. have? All right, just want to real quickly um, talk about the Black Business, um, Javis Financial Services, LLC. Um, they offer taxes, bookkeeping, notary services, credit repair, payroll, QuickBooks, life and health insurance. Um, www.javistax.com. Have you ever they used They are that? located at 7171 Two Notch Road, Columbia, 29223. 803-419-1001 is the telephone number. Um, my husband's business uses them really? and, and they really like them. Okay. Yep. I'm in, Black owned business. I'm yes. in search of another tax preparer. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> for the business, for, for Dwayne's business, they are really pleased with this firm, with this, um, this business. Yes. Okay. okay, then. Well, say it again because I was asking a question. It was, um, okay, Javis Financial Services, LLC. And they specialize, taxes is the reason I bought up. And you know, they've extended the tax day to, I think it's April, May 17th. This March and tax season's upon us. May. So that's good. But yeah, Javis Tax, Javis Financial Services, LLC, they'll do. Oh, you have to say it again, Tracy. You went out. Are you ready for the quote? I am ready for the quote. Okay. You can't eat beauty. It doesn't sustain you. What is fundamentally beautiful is compassion for yourself and those around you. That kind of beauty inflames the heart and enchants the soul. Oh, you know. And I that is by Lupita. Yeah, I love that. Say it again. You know, the actress that um, you can't eat beauty. It doesn't sustain you. What is fundamentally beautiful is compassion for yourself and those around you. That kind of beauty inflames the heart and enchants the soul. Once again, thank you so very much for listening. Yes, until next time. Bye. Bye.